Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Long Beach Joe, and I am back at it, back at it, back at it. Again! I'm back at it again, man. Listen, it is time to talk Jets. It's time to talk about these Jets, man. We got guys that have gone on IR, lost Brees Hall, Vera Tucker. We made a trade. We also got a, we got a game coming up against these Patriots. We're going to be at MetLife, man. And let me tell you something. This is our time. We've got to continue to get things rolling. We've got to continue to push to, you know, dominate this division if we can. And this is where it starts. Everybody talks about wanting to see the Jets in the playoffs. You've got to win in your division. That's huge. So we're going to be talking all about, about all that tonight. Listen, let me go ahead and get into the show. I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. For those of you that don't know, you know what I'm saying, I'm also on iTunes as well. Go on over to iTunes, okay? Type in The Long Beach Joe Show over there on iTunes. Subscribe to that podcast. And uh, give me a five-star rating. Leave me some feedback. You know what I'm saying? I love hearing about what folks think I do here on Long Beach Joe Show. I really enjoy it. Your boy's also on Twitter as well, at the Long Beach Joe, at the Long Beach Joe on Twitter, okay? Go ahead and follow. I'll follow you right back. Let's go back and forth. Also as well, my other Twitter personal is uh, YoungJ000. Go ahead and follow that as well. And we can go back and forth on that as well too. I love it. I absolutely love it. And for those of you, you know, that want to see your boy in person, because there's a lot of people that want to see that. You know, there's a lot of people that don't know. They say, hey, Joe, you know, we, we, we catch your show. We like, you know, your takes. We hear you. But we didn't know, you know, you're a handsome guy. And I'm not, you know, I'm not cocky. I'm not arrogant. I say, thanks, man. You know, thanks, lady. Thanks, ma'am. You know, not, you know, I just thank everybody. You know, and they say, hey, you look good. I say, how did you see me? They go, hey. We went on YouTube, and we caught your show live. For those of you that do not know, we live stream the show as well on YouTube, all right? Come on over to YouTube, all right? Type in Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube, okay? Come on over, subscribe, hit that notification bell so when I post content, man, you folks will be in the know, all right? We live stream the show there. I mean, we have a lot of fun, a lot of fun. We live stream the show. We have a good time. Salutes to all. Everybody in the chat, all of the savages, you know. So we definitely get after it and go back and forth, and this is where we do the live show. So come on by if you're listening to Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. And a lot of people wonder why I call my chat the savages. Because of Listen, they do not care, man. They're not feeling you. If they don't like what you're saying, if they don't like uh, your takes, they're going to let you know, all right? No problems whatsoever. They're going to let you have it. So why well, I call my chat the savages because they get after it and they savage. So uh, salute to everybody as well, watching and listening. Also, for those of you I know some people can't see me, those that, you, that are listening to the, to the podcast or watching me on uh, or listening as well 
on Blog Talk Radio, listen, I'm wearing pink right now. Some people are asking me why. It's because we're in the month of breast cancer awareness, okay? And that's what I'm all about, doing whatever I can to fight against breast cancer and to bring breast cancer awareness to people as well. I partner with the Susie G. Coleman Foundation, okay, for a little fundraiser. We're just trying to raise like 100 bucks, which I know is a small amount, but it's, you know, we're trying to do whatever we can to help out. Uh, for those of you that are in the chat, salutes to all the savages, Jets, Mets, all my guys that are in there. Listen, please click that link. Give anything you can, a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, you know. Take your coffee money for tomorrow and just throw it on in there, two fifty, something like that, you know. And uh do what we can or do what you can to help me uh, you know, give to the Susie G. Coleman Foundation. Again, I've donated as well. All of that money goes directly to the Susie G. Coleman Foundation. It goes directly to them to continue to help in efforts to fight breast cancer and also bring awareness to breast cancer as well. So that's what I'm all about is bringing the fight to breast cancer and letting people know, hey, this is a serious situation, a serious disease that we're trying to eradicate. And for those of you that are men, because I, I do, I go back and forth to a lot of Jets fans, a lot of Jets men that go, so why are you so big on breast cancer? Look, it's not just a disease that affects women, okay? It affects men too. There are men out there with breast cancer as well. So I urge everybody, again, please, uh, give to my donation page to help Susie G. Coleman. Um, and at the least, please go get yourself screened as well if you can, you know. So, again, I want to thank everybody for participating, everybody for giving in that. It's been great. Now it's time to talk about the New York Jets, all right. And boy, oh, boy, have we been through some situations, all right. We're coming off of a win against the Broncos, you know. So the Jets are rolling right now, 5-2. and two, We got a lot of things going on. You know, we've been undefeated since Zach Wilson has come back. <laughs> we'll talk about him in a second. But in that game against the Broncos, we saw two, you know, or actually we had a couple of players. It was also, it was actually three, but two of our, our young big stars really, uh, we took a hurt there. Brees Hall and Elijah Vera Tucker are on injured reserve. They're done for the season. Brees Hall went down in the second quarter. Um, we saw him kind of go down in a heap and, grab his knee immediately, and we were all like, ah, we were hoping that it wasn't what we all feared that it was. We saw him get walked to the sidelines. We saw him get on a cart. We saw him get carted off. Even after the game, you know, um, we heard Coach Sella come out and talk about how everyone thought, hey, you know, this could be an ACL tear. Well, they did the test on it, and uh, it, in fact, is a torn ACL. He also has some meniscus damage as well. And that puts him out for the season. And immediately, initially when this all happened, I thought to myself, man, oh, this is going to be rough going forward. Uh, I looked at it and I said, you know what? It's, it's tough to lose Brees Hall as well. I mean, if you watched that Broncos game, you saw the big impact he had. The 60-plus yard run that he had for a touchdown was huge for us. That score was big for us uh, in that game. And he had been making plays you know, all throughout the season so far. He was pretty much the guy that was really running the rock. Michael Carter was also chiming in as well with his uh, carries and things. He was moving the football too, catching the ball and doing his thing. But Brees Hall was really taking off uh, for us offensively. So when I saw and heard that he had gone down ACL, he's on IR, I'm thinking it's going to be a little rough, but we got Michael Carter, you know. We got Michael Carter. We'll be okay. That was my initial thoughts. Um, and, you know, we can move forward. We got Ty Johnson. We got Michael Carter. Things are going to be all right. Well, Joe Douglas was able to swing a trade. You immediately start looking out there on the 
on the wire, started trying to scan the league, figure out what to do here. And Joe Douglas was able to make a trade, Jacksonville Jack Wires, for James Robinson, which was huge. Uh, actually, was able to get James Robinson for a six-round pick. Now, keep in mind, this trade, you know, there's some – some things to this trade here as far as compensation. Now, the Jets have two six-rounders. They have two. One of them belongs to Houston, or one of them came from Houston, excuse me, uh, in a trade that we made, made with them. We sent Blake Cashman to them, and they gave us a six-round pick in exchange, which was crazy at the time because nobody in their right mind thought that Joe Douglas would be able to get any type of compensation for Cashman, who was a guy that had done nothing here, really, because he was constantly injured. But he was able to get some, some capital back for Cashman, and uh, that was one of the six-rounders that we hold um, that we held uh, for this trade here. Now, Jacksonville, uh, within this trade, is going to get whatever the highest six-rounder is. So at this point, you look at Houston, you know, the way it's looking over there, more than likely they're probably going to end up with Houston's six-round pick if it stays that way. Now, there's also another caveat to this trade as well. The, co- the compensation could move from a six-round pick to a fifth-round pick if, if James Robinson rushes for 260 yards or more with the New York Jets this season. So we could be looking at a fifth if he really takes off and get things rolling uh, and has, you know, some contribution for us, you know. So that's not a, big, not, not a bad deal at all. Not a bad deal for a guy that is talented that I, I believe can really come in here and do some things with us, fits the scheme with his uh, running style. Again, James Robinson had over 1,000 yards in 2020. I think he had like seven touchdowns that year as well. This is a guy that has, has some stuff to him. Uh, he had 760 yards in 2021, was looking solid that season, but then he tore his Achilles in week 16. And that kind of, again, you know, for anybody, especially a running back, that's going to take some time to heal up, kind of, figure out what, we're, what they were going to do there. And Jacksonville, you know, subsequently ended up drafting Travis Etienne uh, in a draft that, that came up. And let me tell you, I remember that, that draft that year, and Travis was a really good running back, and everybody was excited about him. And uh, Jacksonville took him. And they tried to, you know, kind of fit James Robinson into the offense. Again, they were supposed to be kind of trading off carries, supposed to be a two-headed monster, you know, there at running back. And somewhere along the way, James Robinson just kind of got lost in that situation, and we see the Jacksonville kind of continue to move forward with Etienne making plays and being their big offensive like focal point and playmaker. So here we are. We were able to get him in a trade, and he's here now, and I think he'll be solid within the mix. Again, when you look at our backs now, again, that Brees Hall has gone out. Um, I'm not like necessarily down. I think that we still will be able to operate solidly running the football Again, when you look at our system, it's very run-heavy. We're running the same thing that they run in San Francisco. And in San Francisco, there's a myriad of running backs, myriad of running backs, guys that sometimes are nameless, guys that you don't really know, and they're able to produce in that system. And I think that we will be able to do the same thing here. Again, you got Michael Carter, who, showed, who has shown us multiple you know, times that he is extremely good back. We saw him last year. He made a lot of great plays for us, even this year. Uh, you know, has been able to definitely do things, especially, again, with Brees Hall really kind of stepping forward and being the guy that was taking more of the bulk of the carries. Michael Carter still has been able to put in work and show us that he's still extremely talented. And, again, you got Ty Johnson as well backing him up. The New York Jets also called up, uh, you know, Bam Knight as well. They signed Bam Knight. They also uh, elevated 
uh, guys from the practice squad as well, uh, Myron Cunningham. They also signed uh, offensive lineman Chris Glazer. They also signed Connor McDermott as well to the practice squad. So Chris Glazer and, and McDermott go to the practice squad. So Bam's back on the active, and, and things are looking good for us. So I don't think we're, you know, we're not going to die here. Everything's going to be all right. We just got to continue to move forward, and especially, again, with James Robinson in the fold, I think we'll be okay. Um, and, again, Michael Carter not only gives you an option as far as running the football, he's also a guy that comes out the backfield as well and catches the football well. So I think we'll be solid. We'll see how they implement James Robinson in his upcoming game as well. It's going to be exciting to see him within this offense. Now, going to the offensive line, we also lost Vera Tucker. Oh, man, that really hurt. Everyone knows I love lots of Vera Tucker. I'm a big USC guy, fight on, you know. And uh, to see him go down, that sucks. That sucked. Uh, Vera Tucker as well was hurt in that Broncos game too and comes out, you know, he has a tricep injury, so he's done for the season as well. Now the thing about this is our offensive line has been shaken up so many times, so many times already. We lost Makai Becton early, and then, you know, we had to move guys around again, move guys around. We ended up having, you know, put Fant back at left tackle. We were able to make a move and get Dwayne Dwayne Brown in the building. Back at, you know, <laughs> back at right tackle, Dwayne Brown was now, you know, our starting left tackle. Then he got injured. He had to sit back. Then Fant went, you know, uh, Fant got hurt as well at one point as well. So we were without them too. So you saw Elijah Vera Tucker move around this offensive line like crazy and play well. Anything that he was asked to do, he did, and he handled business. All right. One point, Elijah Vera Tucker was a left guard. He got moved from there. He moved to right guard because Tomlinson was here. Then he moved from right guard. He moved out there to left tackle because there was a need there. We had a hole. We didn't want to start Connor McDermott, especially, again, after, you know, Dwayne Brown went down at Fan and all these guys. And then, you know, we got Dwayne Brown back. Elijah Vera Tucker then had to move to right tackle because Max Mitchell went down at right tackle. So he's out there playing, and now he's hurt. Another shakeup along our offensive line. Now, there's a lot of talk about, you know, George Fant initially. There was a lot of discussions about, hey, can we bring him back into the fold? It's looking like it's going to be some time before he gets back from the injury that he has. A lot of people were kind of expecting him back around this time range. Again, he was on the IR too, but it's looking like it's going to be a couple weeks. But that has been reported for quite a bit uh, that it was unlikely for him to really come back, you know, at a set amount of time that it's going to take him some time to deal with the injury. So when you look at the New York Jets offensive line, Right tackle right now, it's looking shaky, baby. I ain't going to lie. Cedric Ojabushi is probably the guy that is going to be the starter there at right tackle. There's a lot of talk about Mike Rimmers as well, a guy that, you know, we were able to bring into the building more recently. So we're going to see what happens with the guys that are going forward. You know, again, our offensive line has been suffering so many injuries. I talked about Makai Beck, talked about, you know, Dwayne Brown uh, being down for a bit of time. Again, Fant being down. We've We've been missing some guys. So if you look at our situation now, you got Dwayne Brown at left tackle, Lakeland Thomason at guard. You got Connor McGovern at center, Nate Herbig, who is now playing right guard. And again, we'll see what they do there at right tackle. I'm thinking it's probably going to be Ojibushi there at uh, right tackle. So we'll see what happens. They're going forward. There's also a lot of talk about Joe Douglas looking you know, to make another trade and possibly get a tackle. There's the names that have been thrown out there, but the two main names that people are constantly talking about is Laramie Tunzel and Jack Conklin. Laramie Tunzel, let me tell you something. That guy is, he's the real deal. 
<laughs> he's the real deal, all right? Like, he's a very good tackle in this league. But, again, he's a left tackle, all right? If you do move or try to make a move for him and trade for him, we're going to talk about that tonight as well. You try to trade for Tunzel, you're going to be giving up some capital. You're definitely going to be giving up some capital. You know, I, I think that the Texans are definitely going to be looking for a first-rounder because this guy is an amazing tackle in this league. And then you also got to deal with his contract as well. Here's a guy that is getting paid at this point. I think he makes a 17.7 in 2022, goes up to 35.2 mil in 2023. He's also talked about not being happy with his contract as well, so you probably have to look at some type of restructure. There's a lot of things going on with him, but the talent's there. The question is, if you make that move for him and you trade that first rounder, which is probably what you're definitely going to have to give up for him, unless Joe Douglas can work his magic again, let me tell you something. <laughs> what do you do with Dwayne Brown? You know, how do you solve your right tackle position? Because, again, Tunzel's never played right tackle. He's a left tackle. Dwayne Brown's already here, too. He's strictly pretty much a left tackle as well. That's why we were moving back to the right side initially when Dwayne Brown was brought in. So there's some questionnaires. There's also a guy, uh, Jack Conklin, as well, from the Browns. A lot of talk about him, too. He's a guy I could see being brought here. Um, I think the Browns would de- definitely be able to take some capital for him. He's more of a guy that's like a I think I would think like a second second round pick, maybe third round pick for him. So there's a lot of discussion to be had about what the New York Jets should do there at tackle. We'll see what happens, see what Joe Douglas does. But again, that trade that he pulled off to bring in James Robinson and continue to allow our running back situation to continue to flow was I thought was a solid move. So good move by Joe Douglas. Again, you know, low low risk, high reward there. With, with James. And again, I think a lot of people need to think too, when we're talking about Brees Hall, this injury, it sucks. It's an ACL injury, but he could, you know, again, we'll see what happens as far as his, you know, his training and his rehab, but there's a chance he might miss some time going into next season as well due to this injury. So we'll see what happens going forward. But if he does, again, we could still be dealing with James Robinson. So, again, it was a good move by Joe Douglas. I really liked how he handled the situation, but we'll see what he does there at offensive line. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. I'm taking all callers. I've got guys on the line. Please be patient. We're going to do a little bit of coverage about this Jets-Patriots game we got coming up. we got a lot to, to discuss, man. Listen, we got the Patriots coming in the building as well. All right, and let me tell you something. They are coming in, and they're hungry start with this Jets offense. Look, this offensive line, I think, is clearly going to be a big concern. Bilicek, we all know, that coaching staff over there, they're phenomenal. No matter what the Patriots look like, year in and year out, just know they're going to be well coached, okay? (laughs) They don't skip a beat over there, all right, as far as coaching. So, I expect them to bring heat, especially without ATV. I want to see what our coaching staff is going to do to match the type of pressure that they're going to bring. Is Mike LaFleur going to have this team fully prepared to deal with all the, thing and all the things and the schemes that Bilicek is going to bring to the table? All right? How are they going to protect Zach Wilson? I think he's going to be big in this football game because, again, you've got Judon, you've got Bentley. they also got a guy, Wise Jr., who's popped up as well and been able to make some plays over there. Man, you better get on it because we saw last season when Zach Wilson is heavily pressured, all right, trouble, starts up and happens, all right? And you do not want to have those problems. You don't want to have those problems. Troubles will get afoot, turnovers, we're talking all kind of things, bad offensive performances. 
when Zach Wilson's just heavily pressured and has guys banging him around. That PCL injury he got, that was against the Patriots, and they were jacking him up in that game. We've got to figure out to, how to properly protect Zach Wilson. Also, when you look at Zach in this game, I wonder, hey, baby, how are you going to bounce back? All right? I know that there are some people that think that there was a lot of, you know, guff being made about Zach Wilson being bad against the Broncos. I'm here to tell you, I'm a big Zach guy. I think he has what it takes to really step up and ascend in this league. He was terrible against the Broncos. He was terrible. Oh, my goodness, he was so bad. He stunk. And I don't know why people are afraid to say that, but I'm not. He stunk. I'm sorry. Oh, brother, this guy stinks. I don't get it. He was bad, and there's nothing wrong with saying that he was bad. He was bad, okay? He was real bad. He was running around. He looked like he was just really unsure of himself in the pocket. He didn't know when to get rid of the football, very antsy, very just erratic. He was overthrowing guys. He was missing guys that were open. He threw a ball late over the middle. That was, I'm telling you, you do that stuff against the Patriots, we'll lose. All right, he's got to settle down. He's got to settle down. And, again, we're going to see what's going to happen as well because I'm not necessarily terrified of this Patriots secondary. So I think that, again, going into this football game, we'll have some opportunities. Even with, again, Corey Davis being out due to a knee injury, we'll have some opportunities there because I'm not terrified of this Patriots secondary, not with our wide receiver core. So Zach needs to settle down early. If he can settle in, I'm telling you, Ooh, we can really get rolling. And I think a big point, part of that, of him settling in, will be running the football effectively. Again, we're without Brees Hall going into this game. All right, Michael Carter, Ty Johnson, maybe we'll see James Robinson have quite a role in this game as well. Let's run the rock, all right? <laughs> Let's run the rock. The show must continue. The next guy's got to step up. The next guy to, guy's got to step up. So I'm looking to see what our running game can do as well. Again, Michael Carter, I have a lot of faith in. I want to see this guy, uh, you know, get the football in his hands and see what's going on. Again, Corey Davis is going to be out in this game, but Elijah Moore is going to be back. Elijah Moore is back, guys. You know, he's ready to go. We saw him at practice dapping guys up. As people tried to talk to Mike LaFleur about all these guys. Listen, he, he shut all that stuff down. It's time to move forward. Elijah Moore talked when we were going through all these situations about him wanting to be traded and all this other stuff when he had to sit out the Broncos game. He did not feel like he was a part of the offense. Well, guess what, baby? He's going to be part of the offense this week. All right? If you don't feel like you got enough snaps or enough targets or whatever it is that you feel like you didn't get, guess what? This week you will be getting quite a bit of them. All right? We might also see him get the, get the ball, you know, coming in the backfield as well. We might, they might see him hand him the ball off the same way that, that they do, uh, you know, in San Francisco with Debo Samuel. We might see some of the same things here being ran. So, let me tell you, boy, Elijah Moore, you about to get the rock if you ain't never got it before. So he better be prepared. So we'll see what he does. We're going to be talking about that as well. We'll see Denzel Mims. I think, I think uh, Garrett Wilson is definitely going to have his opportunities as well this week, especially, again, with Corey Davis being out due to that knee injury. Man, he's going to get his chance. You look at our defense, man, Mac Jones. Mac Jones is going to be the starter there. You got to get some pressure on him. You got to get some pressure on him. We saw him get benched against the Bears. Listen, Lawson, Quentin Williams, Huff, Jermaine Johnson is going to be coming back. He's supposed to be playing as well, coming off that ankle injury. So this is going to be his first game back after that injury. John Franklin Myers as well. You better get after Mac Jones early and often. 
you bang him around, I'm telling you, it's going to lead to turnovers. That guy, he's a stiff in the pocket, all right? Absolutely take his head off when the chance comes and put some pressure on him. We might see some blitzes this week as well. Now, the big thing is Stevenson, the running back. Whoa, this guy is serious business. We have to stop the run here. I think he's already got 487 yards on the ground so far. That's a big part of their offense. We've got to account for that guy. Damon, Damon Harris as well, another back they have. He comes out the backfield. He can catch the football. We've got to watch out for him. I'm not necessarily scared of the Patriots wide receiver core. Myers, Parker, you look at Sauce and Reed, Michael Carter, the second. The way these guys are playing is phenomenal. They shut down better wide receivers. So I'm not scared of the wide receivers, but I tell you what, oh, boy. <laughs> Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith are coming to town, all right? <laughs> we got to look out. We got to look out, okay? They got two solid tight ends. These are big guys that can move. Whitehead, our linebacking core, C.J. Mosley, Quan Alexander, all of our guys. We have to make sure that these guys don't go off, all right? Historically, the Jets have always had issues covering tight ends. We all know that. All right, so we got to look out for that. But, again, the Patriots also have a banged-up offensive line as well. They're coming into this game with uh, David Andrews, a center. He's going to be out. He's dealing with a concussion here, you know. So there's going to be some issues there. They also got Isaiah Wynn as well dealing with a shoulder injury. He's questionable. And, again, even going back to their secondary, Jonathan Jones, when they're starting corners, he's dealing with an ankle injury. You also got Kyle Kyle Duggart as well. He's dealing with – you know, a situation with his hamstring as well, he's questionable too. They've got some injuries in there banged up, and I know the, the Patriots kind of play with the uh, kind of play with the uh, the injury report, so that's been well known. But these, we, they got some guys that are out, and they got some guys that are banged up. So we'll see what happens there. We should definitely be able to get into it. Listen, five one five six zero two nine six three nine five one five six zero two nine six three nine is number. Call in. We're about to go take some live callers, man. We got to get to everybody. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is number. Call in. We're taking live callers. Please give the stream a thumbs up wherever you're watching me from. Also, subscribe if you have not subscribed. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. Also, share the stream with your friends and your family, okay? Love connecting with people. So we're about to get to these lines again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is number. Call in. We're coming to everybody. First caller I'm coming to, 516-516. I'm coming directly to you. You're looking like a new caller. Give me your name, where you're from, and give me your thoughts about – can you kind of turn, turn, turn down the audio in the background there? Turn down your audio in the background. All right. Go ahead and clean that up really quickly. Uh, so, again, 516, we're going to come directly to you, and I want you to give me your thoughts. All right, on this Jets team coming in, I want you to give me your thoughts on Brees Hall and Vera Tucker going to IR, man. How are you feeling about that situation, 516? Turn down the audio on the background there. Turn down your audio on the background. He's not cleaning up. All right, we'll come back to you later then. So now we're going to go to 661. 661, we're coming directly to you. 661, we're coming directly to you. Give me your thoughts, all right, about this these injuries that we suffered, man. How are you feeling about Brees Hall, Vera Tucker on IR, and the trade for James Robinson. Jason, how are you feeling about this, man? Man, man, it was it sucked, man. You know, again, we won the game, but it it sucks to have Bryce Hall go down for the season and AV team, man. Both of those players were doing exceptional well, and um, 
Bryce Hall was looking to be the uh, rookie of the year for the uh, offense player of the week, uh, offense rookie yeah. player of the year. So him and the ABT was just so great, man, um, for the offensive line. But um, you know what? We got the next man up, you know. Everyone deals with injuries, so we just got to adjust and um, go go at it. Yeah. Give, give me your thoughts, man. I, like you said as well, it sucks to see these injuries. But what were your thoughts about the New York Jets trading for James Robinson, giving up a six-rounder at this point? You know, what were your thoughts about that move that Joe Douglas was able to make to bring him into the building? Well, to be honest, I'm very excited, you know. Um, looking at him and watching a little bit of tape on him, he does re- he does remind me of um, Bryce Hall. He's very quick and he's shifty like Bryce Hall. But, he, again, he's not going to be a Bryce Hall, but he has a buddy um, here on tape. He has a buddy. So I think he's going to fit um, very well in the system. Not only that, though, um, going if, if he does very well next year, we can have all three of these running backs in the same in one running back room, and that could be amazing for us going forward. Yeah. Yeah, it could. Now, we talked about the trade that he made for James Robinson, and I agree with your takes. I like really, I like Robinson and what he brings to the table. Like you said, shifty guy. I think his really helps us, really fits and suits us as well within our offense. But there's a lot of people talking about rumors that are swirling that Joe Douglas trying to find – maybe another offensive lineman out there on the trade deadline as well, before the trade deadline, excuse me, as well. Is there an offensive lineman that you're interested in, maybe a tackle? A lot of people talking about Jack Conklin, Jeremy Tunzel. Would you like to see either of those guys, you know, possibly become a New York Jets with a move that uh, Jet Joe Douglas can make? Absolutely. Not only that, we know what these players are. So it's better to, if we have to give up a first for a great player like this, we know what mm. we're getting at least, so then we don't have to worry like from the draft, like we don't know what they will be. We hope for the future, but um, if if he's able to get a hundred percent guard, I mean a tackle, because right now it looks like next year we're gonna have um, who's our left tackle again? Sorry, uh, Makai Becker. He's probably probably gonna be back, you know, next season as well. Again here with us, so Makai, and, um, and then Dwayne Brown too. Oh, mm-hmm. And Dwayne Brown, yeah. And then um. We have Joe Brown for next year as well, so he might have Joe Brown playing left um, left tackle, fighting with Makai back then. If he trades for somebody, um, he would be the right right tackle. And our, and the AVT comes back, we we have a complete offensive line. We might have a top offensive top five line right there. So, um, to be honest, I'd be happy for it. I I would be ecstatic if he could get somebody like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of talk again. Uh, you know, a lot of people having discussions about Laramie Tunzel uh, coming into the building. I don't know how likely that is. Again, I think the talent is there. He's he's unbelievable. Really good, you know, tackle in this league. But you're giving up a first rounder, then you got to deal with the contract stuff. And then again, what happens there at right tackle? Because, yeah, he'd come in, I would think immediately off the bat, he'd probably be our starting left tackle. You know, clearly, that's what he plays. But then, okay, what are we doing at right tackle? I don't think Dwayne Brown's going to go over there. You know, how do we solve those issues? So we'll see what happens with Joe Douglas there. But like you said, there's a lot of talk and a lot of rumors swirling. If you can get a guy in here, especially when you look at us, our future, we're going forward, uh, we're definitely going to be taking a tackle in the draft or or two. You know what I mean? So it it depends, again, (laughs) seeing as well on how how we handle, you know, the Makai Beckton situation. There's a lot of people – 
that are, you know, more than willing to kind of ride with him and wait and see what happens. So we'll see what happens going forward. But if Joe Douglas makes that move, I wouldn't necessarily disagree with it. But, again, we'll see what happens. Jack Conklin's out there as well, too. I think he would be a solid addition for us as well. Now, when you look at this situation with the Jets, man, we're going into this game against the Patriots. Are you concerned about us getting outcoached by Bilicek? Are you concerned about Sulla and his staff getting outcoached this year? Um, yes and no. Um, the penalties the last couple of weeks have been really killing us. But to be honest, some of the penalties has been a little bit um, stupid. So I'm keeping it. I keep me a PG for you, my man. But um, <laughs> uh, or as you send me out faster than um, you, than we sent Jamal out. So <laughs> you got that but, right. Um, Go ahead. Go ahead, man. But man, um, just um, we just gotta make sure um, they lost to the Bears. So to be honest, we have a good chance of winning. This we have an elite defense in our hand, dude. Um, this defensive core, these CBs, dude, that we see was can't. The, uh, the Bears defense was able to get two INTs, dude. Um, our defense should be able to get three plus easily on them, and should be able to lock them down. They have no one. So to be honest, yeah. if we just be able to just do the simplest things, I think we can get out of here with a W. Yeah, yeah, and like you said as well, I think pass rush is going to be huge to really add to that. Now, look, I hear what you're saying about the interceptions, and I don't think their wide receivers are necessarily going to go crazy on us at all, but how concerned are you about Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry? Because, you know, the Jets do have a history of having problems with covering tight ends, man. Well, um, what we've seen this year, actually, we've seen um, that our uh, defensive coordinator has sent sauce against some of these tight ends and and put Mm – either Echoes or Michael Cole on the outside. And so we might see that coming. So that might not be – they might not be a factor of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So when you look at us offensively, because that, I think that's, that's one of the big things as well. Without Brees Hall, we're coming into this game. But we saw last game as well that that kind of struggled, man. Do you think that – Will be that Zach will be able to settle in this game and kind of rebound from what we saw against the Broncos? Absolutely. Like, people sometimes um, get a little bit interested. The last two weeks, we've been going against the top one, top two at stopping the pass. So, of course, it's going to not look good for us. We're going against the best defense that's great at stopping the pass. So, now we're going against a Patriots team that that been getting beat by no-name receivers. Like, I, I, don't get me wrong. I like Mooney um, from the receiving call. But besides that, dude, they were just getting – these short passes was just – they were just eating them up. So, I think we're able – with Salah and them, I think they're able to sketch some stuff like that and help help Sack and them get back to a great spot and get this passing game going. Yeah. Hopefully it does. Look, I I get it. A lot of people talking about how tough the Broncos' defense is, and they are. They're one of the top defenses in the league at this point. But Zach did not play well. I mean, he was running around like a chicken with his head cut off, and he seems to not be able to understand when to get away from the – when to throw the football away. He he put us in a lot of situations. Remember that fumble uh, that that actually got reviewed and overturned, but he's got to protect the football as well. He's got to just be smarter and settle. He looked very erratic – 
in that game. And, again, I understand the Broncos have a good defense, but he was making a lot of really poor decisions in that game, and I just got to be honest there. Now, without Brees Hall here, do you believe that we'll be able to run the football effectively with Carter and Ty Johnson? To be honest, um, yeah, Mike, like, again, Michael Carr is now a Bryce Hall. We all, we all have to agree with that. But don't – Michael Carr is on the way. He's, he's, a, he's a Montgomery, dude. We saw him last year. He was tearing it up, man. At some of these ones that we think he was done, he, he kept going and made plays. So I think we can move this ball running game with Marco Carr. Yeah, it won't be as great as what we had before, but it is it – is, um, it could be conditional. It could be it could be what we can do right now. Yeah, listen, I'm right there with you. I think that he again has shown us last season that he he could be a great back. All you got to do is get the guy to football, and he can make magic happen. Especially again in the passing game too. So I don't have any kind of fear that Michael Carr. That I think our running game is going to slide off of a cliff. I think we'll be okay. And again, with James Robinson coming into the fold too, we'll see if they put him out there on the field and how big of a role that he's going to get, you know, pretty much in his first week here. Now, my next question for you, Elijah, Elijah Moore, he's back now. Seeming like everything's good. He's going to be out on the field. What are your expectations of him coming back from this, this situation about the trade request and all the things that we saw? How are you feeling about him coming back? And what are your expectations for him against the Patriots? Well, to be honest, um, yeah, it sucks what happened, you know, and all that, but you know what? We need him now. You know, we need him more than ever, especially with all the injuries last week. So, welcome back aboard for now. And if he wants to still get traded, um, just the coach tell him, hey, you have to come out here and play and let people um, boost your interest. So, if you want um, to be traded, you gotta get some um, get some gotta get some tape on the field. So, um, I'm expecting them to use more and more a little bit. So. Um, but I'm expecting him to, um, to use him on sweeps and all that and try to mm-hmm. give him a little bit of that so that he'd be more happier. You know, if this could be salvaged, then I'm happy for it. Um, and hopefully it could be salvaged. If it's not, then we just use him for this year and see what happens. Yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens going forward. Now, my final question before I let you go, my friend, give me your score prediction for the New York Jets' upcoming game against the Patriots who do you think wins? Who do you think loses? How do you think this game ends up? Oh man, dude. Um, I I, t- I talk some trash to some some Patriots fans. So if we lose, it's gonna be hugely on me. I'm hoping we win. So I'm <laughs> my prediction is um I said yes to I think we win twenty one to ten Jets. Ooh, twenty one to ten Jets. Let's go. <laughs> Listen, Jason, I want to thank you for calling in, my friend. You have yourself a good night, man. You too. Shut up, everyone. Yes, sir. Listen, we're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515 is the number. Call in. We're taking all calls. Listen, salutes to all the savages in the chat going off. Joseph Camino says, just run the ball. Zach is a game manager. Oh, well, you know. Makes the game easy. If you're running the football heavily, it does make the game a lot easier to manage. I do think Zach is, is, is talented, though. I'll tell you that. Uh, Rajon Rai says Elijah has more pressure on him now. Yeah, he does. A lot of people are going to definitely want to see him perform well, especially coming off, again, that 
trade request, uh, trade demand, excuse me, and all the things that we saw in social media and all the issues that we're having. So, again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Next, I'm going to my guy, BK. We're going to BK, man. We're going to BK. Listen, for those of you that don't know, all right, that boy BK, he's a savage. Man, BK, he be he talk his talk. Listen, salute to you, BK. I want to thank you for uh, calling into the show. Listen, man, we got a lot to discuss here. The Jets have made a trade. We've also lost Bree Hall and Vera Tucker to yeah. IR. Man, what were your thoughts about the trade for James Robinson after losing Hall and, and Vera Tucker to IR? Yeah, man, that was that was a good pickup because I mean we needed someone to come in there. And um and run the football along with Michael Carter. I mean, he's not gonna replace Brees Hall, but um he's he's gonna be serviceable for us. And I think that uh, him with a combination of uh of uh, Michael Carter and also possibly uh Bam Knight will be will be fine. Not we, uh, we won't probably hit sixty, seventy yard runs, but we definitely gonna be productive. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think again, this is kind of a you know, low risk, high reward move. This guy can James Robinson can absolutely can move. He's shown that he has the ability to really be a solid back in this league. And, again, even for the future, and then we'll see what happens with Brees Hall's rehab, how he gets back. But I'm telling you, this kid Robinson has really shown some things. So it, I'm excited going forward. And, again, even without Brees, I really like Michael Carter. I know people have kind of, you know, kind of pushed him aside, especially since Brees has really stepped into that role and, and did his thing. But Michael Carter, I think we'll, we'll be okay with him alone, especially, again, his – uh, you know, his 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 impact coming out the backfield and catching the football, I think is going to be huge as well. But when you look at our offensive line, that's a big question for us as well, BK. A lot of people want to see us possibly trade for a tackle. Laramie Tunzel, Jack Conklin kind of thrown out there. Which one of those guys, if you had to trade for, are you looking to make a trade for, man? Yeah, it all depends on, like, um, when the other guys come back. I mean, you don't want to – bring somebody in that's going to be, you know, it's be real costly. So hmm, that's a good question. I don't know if I want to pick anybody up, man. I, I want to see if they can put mm. together along, along with the tight end play and the tight ends uh, being there as well blocking. You know, I mean, it would be a little mm. bit predictable with the run game, but I don't know if I want to bring anybody, any one of those guys in right now. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I, th- I think if Sant can come back in like two, three weeks, Max Mitchell as well. Um, we're looking good. That's what I see. Yeah, there's a lot of people that have, have talked about that as being a possibility as well, not taking either mm-hmm. one of those guys and then just moving mm-hmm. forward. And I kind of see that point, too. That's why, look, I, for me, making this trade, it's like Jack Conklin, Laramie Tunzel, they're both good players. Mm-hmm. Of course, Laramie Tunzel is right. just out of this world. We all know that. Like, Laramie, Tom, Laramie Tunzel is one of the top uh, tackles in this league. But it's like you're giving up significant draft capital, and we've seen yes. what Joe Douglas has been able to do with that draft capital for us. We're talking about, you know, Vera Tucker. Joe Douglas drafted him, was able to move up. We got him in the first. Bree Hall is a guy that's come in and really given us a spark offensively. Our running game is really solid this year because we're handing him the rock. That's a Joe Douglas draft pick. So it's like do you really want to give up capital when we have so many young guys being able to come in and give us something, especially, again, when we have capital going forward that we can address, you know, this tackle situation. But 
The other side of it as well is you're getting proven talent <laughs> in Tunzel, especially if you get him, you give up a first, you're giving proven talent, but the contract that comes with him as well is a, is a big question mark as well. Again, I think he's making 17.7 this year. It goes up to 35.2 next season. So we'll see what happens, but I do see your point of not mm-hmm. uh, making a trade for a tackle there and just keeping the guys that you have. Now, when you look at this situation as well, BK, man, we're going into this into this game against the Patriots. And my number one question for us offensively is, what Zach Wilson are we getting? You know, and I know a lot of people try to pretend like he played well against the Broncos. I did not see that. But what are your thoughts about Zach going into this football game? And do you think he'll be able to settle and really get going against the Patriots? I do think he will be because um, I think – Part of it will be it's going to be kind of scripted a little bit in terms of like mm-hmm. um, what they're going to allow him to do. So I don't I don't mm-hmm. see him you know initially. It, it, it's a possibility that with the tight end play and the fact that he has running backs that can catch the ball out of the backfield, being Michael Carter and Robinson, um, mm-hmm. they should be able to move, to move the football. So the running game is going to be key. Um, he will have times in the game though where he's going to be asked to make two or three plays. Um, that's probably that's probably going to be off script. He is going to be asked to do that. This is because of this is because of the defense that the Patriots play and how they um, put pressure on you. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But I think I think that his play is going to be kind of scripted. And what I mean mm-hmm. basically is that, that you probably see him throw at the most twenty five times, twenty times at the most. Okay, so you're expecting you know, New York Jets to have some success running the football then against the Patriots front, right? They will have success running football. They will. Mm, they will. Okay. They, and, and and the big reason the, the big reason is going to be because of the field position, uh, which I which I I think the defense will be able to put them in. You know, good field position. Mhm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So now going over to the defensive side of the ball because you talked a bit about it. Do you think this Jets mm-hmm. pass rush will be able to get into the face of Mac Jones and just constantly harass him? They definitely will be, but they're not going to allow him to th- sit back there and just throw the ball either. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, he, you know, he's not that mobile as well. You know, he's kind of limited with his his play. Um, I mean, he's going to make you know check down throws and stuff like that, but I don't see him coming back there and just letting let the ball loose. So yeah, I, um, they're definitely going to have pressure on him. Another thing, they're going to have a lot of cut. They should have like one, two to three cover sacks. That's what I see. Um, as far as, mm. uh, you know, our corner, our corners and safety being able to um, stop the pass or, or pass the fence. Yeah. Now, how concerned are you about these Patriots tight ends? Let me tell you mm. something. Henry and Smith, these guys are serious business. I understand we talk about their wideouts, mm. but we've mm. seen them, you know, chop us up before. We've seen this. We go in, whether, mm. they're, whether we're going in, a, and it's, a, it's a Patriots home or they come here, and the tight ends mm. are absolutely destroyed. Are you concerned about that going into this game as well? No, I'm not concerned about that. Um, I'm, I'm not actually at all. Uh, the wow. only thing I'm ludicrous, yeah, I'm not concerned about that. Only because, again, they have such good corners that can play press man, man coverage, zone. Uh, I'm not saying that they're not going to eat at all. They should. They, they, uh-huh. But at the same time, they, I don't think they, they'll have a big game, you know. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Listen, I, I hear you. Again, and especially, again, Whitehead being back there as well, our safety play has yes, improved. Sir. It's not yeah. like it is fast. You know? <laughs> so we'll, we'll see what happens. Quan Alexander, too. Yeah. Quan Alexander as well. Yeah, he's another big, uh, be a big part in, in this game, you know. So, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So my final question for you, BK, you brought some heat, man. Give me your final score prediction for this game. Who do you think wins? Who do you think loses? How do you think this game ends up? 27-13. Ooh, 27-13, Jets. Let's go. <laughs> Listen, BK, salute, man. I want to thank you for calling in. You have yourself a good night, my friend. You too, brother. Peace and love, man. All right, listen, BK calling in. There's another guy taking the Jets. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Again, please give the stream a thumbs up wherever you're watching me from. Also, subscribe if you have not subscribed. All right, Hit that notification bell as well so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. Also, share the stream with your friends, your family, across your social media. I love connecting with people like that. You want to give to the stream, the Super Chat's there. You don't want to go through the Super Chat. You want to go through the Cash App. The Cash App is on the bottom of the screen as well. Anything that you give to the stream, to the platform, is greatly appreciated, all right? We're going to keep this thing rolling. Again, 515-602-9639. Salute to all the savages in the chat going off. We'll come to y'all in just a second. Next, I'm going to my guy, Jake. Jake, we're coming directly to you, Steve. We'll come to you next. 516, we'll come to you after that. Listen, Jake. Salutes to you, my friend. I want to thank you for coming back. We got it. We're discussing a lot, Jake. We're discussing quite a bit. Listen, Jets lose Brees Hall, Vera Tucker to IR trade for James Robinson. Give me your thoughts about this about this situation here, man. How are you feeling about both of those guys going on IR, and what are your thoughts about Joe Douglas immediately making that trade with the Jacksonville Jaguars to grab up Robinson in here to run the football for us? Well, Joe, first, thank you for bringing me back on. I appreciate it. I hope everything is going well with you tonight and hope it's a happy Friday. Um, Absolutely. Let me just thank start you so much. No, listen, uh, look, I was devastated. Like, I, I, I'll be honest with you, losing Breeze Hall, like, I, I, I really was extremely upset that it had to happen for a young kid that had so much talent and so much potential. But it, losing ABT to me was the bigger miss to me more than anything. That was like, he is yeah. the linchpin to this yeah. offense. I, I don't, I think it's not a question to say that I think he is the most valuable player on this team. I, I really can say mm. that wholeheartedly. He really is the most talented player. If, if you would, if you agree wholeheartedly or not, but um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I really feel like the Robinson look, I, I, I think James Robinson really is the heart and soul of the Jaguar offense. I think a lot of Jaguar fans won't tell you this, but he really was the the little engine that could and really got things going and got that offense going for uh, Trevor Lawrence. But the fact mm-hmm. is is that they're they're stuck and beholden to Travis's ETN because it's the yep. first round pick with him last year, which I still think was completely asinine just to help Trevor Lawrence. But that was you know Urban Meyer and Trent Baalke at the time. For the Jets' sake, look, I, he's going to play this week. I, I have a hard time believing he's not going to be on that field because you don't make a trade on a Monday and say you're not playing next week. I will say, because I did listen to the show already, um, they're not trading for anybody this week because you're not trading for somebody on Saturday and putting them on the field. That's just not going to happen. So um, I, I hope that answers your first few questions. No, listen, listen I hear you because there was a lot of discussions. I, I, again, of course, if you trade for a guy, they're not going to put him on the field immediately. But there's a lot of discussions about and rumors swirling as well about Joe Douglas not being done and looking for a tackle because of the issues that we have going on up front with Vera Tucker being out again. We know at that point Vera Tucker was our right tackle. So now we're looking at this situation where 
yeah, we got Dwayne Brown at left tackle. Our guard situation, her big's been playing, you know, solidly since he's been put in that position. We got Thomason, who's been all right. Earlier was very up and down with him, but he's been all right. You got Connor <laughs> McGovern, but there's still a question out there at right tackle. Oh, so it's either Rimmers or Odebushi or something, you know, whoever is going to be out there, which I think it's going to be Odebushi is going to be out there. But there's still a question there at right tackle. And, again, you got guys that are available, you know, or are talked about as being available possibly for a trade. A lot of people discussing Conklin. Laramie Tunzel is a guy that a lot of people discuss about possibly being a trade target for the Jets. Again, he's a guy that I would think is just going to be a left tackle. He's never played right tackle, at least in, uh, in the NFL. So it's that, that's where that question kind of comes from or where that where the talk comes from because, you know, a lot of people thinking that Joe Douglas would make that move. You understand? Uh, just to clarify, did you say Cedric Abouye or Ode Abushi? I was kind of confused who you said. Uh, Cedric Abushi. Oh, okay, because I I thought you said Ode Abushi because I was like, wasn't he in no. Jet like years ago or something? So yeah. <laughs> no, 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 Cedric yeah, Abushi no. is the guy that we we just yeah we just brought him into the fold. But yeah, so Joe Douglas looking you know don't for a tackle Mike, was a lot of a lot Mike of Don't we have Mike Remmers? I'm sorry, don't we have Mike yeah. Remmers? Yeah, so I, I, I'm Mike really Rimmers surprised why he's earlier. not. Why is he not getting on the field? That's what I would want to say. I don't know. I know Cedric was out there the last, the, the second that ATV got hurt. Cedric was the guy that they put out there. So a lot of people are thinking that the Jets are going to continue moving forward with him. He played, you know, throughout the rest of the game after ATV went down. And he was all right. You know, he's all right. So, you know, things going forward again, it's going to be shaky going going forward with this offensive line now. I want to talk to you about this game as well because there's a lot of discussion coming into this game. And when you look at the offense, the first thing I'm thinking is what is going to happen with Zach Wilson this week? Last week against the Broncos, he didn't look so well. This week he can have that rebound game and really get going. What are your expectations for Zach Wilson against these Patriots? The thing I want to say is is that I watched Chris Sims this week where he had to, like, scream at Jet fans for saying we should be – we are nitpicking at everything. Let me just say something here. Chris Sims for years has been defending his top quarterback and top players of the draft every year. So, personally, anyone that, gets, that thinks he has the right to say that Jet fans have reason to not complain is, is baloney. So, I just want to say mm-hmm. that first. Everybody here, in my opinion, I don't care what anyone says. You have to be concerned about Zach Wilson. You have to be very, very, very concerned. Because everybody likes talking about what he did in the fourth quarter. Great, they're closing games. They should look. I'll, I'm very happy they're closing games. Who are the teams they're closing games against? Kenny Pickett, Skyler Thompson, Aaron Rodgers, who's clearly injured. I mean, I think we have to make it clear at this point: the Commanders win last week just shows you that beating Aaron Rodgers is not getting you a merit badge anymore. And last <laughs> week they beat. Uh, a hold on, hold on a second, so, Jake. Look, hold on a second, Jake. I get, I, but it's still Aaron Rodgers. Okay, I, look, Aaron is still spinning the football out there. They're still playing decent, you know, decent football out there. That that's still Aaron Rodgers, and it was in Lambeau. Okay, I'm not, I'm not trying to say that Zach has not been, you know, a little questionable, especially again in the Broncos game. But he's, we still went in there to Lambeau and got that victory. I will say that. Go on. Go on. I just want to put that caveat in there. Go ahead. Joe, Joe, uh, no, Joe I, I mean, look, I said this in the last call. The Lambeau game, he still made a lot of sloppy throws into double coverage, triple coverage. I, look, I, I, I say this again. I'm going to keep saying this every week, whether it's the Patriots or the Bills or the Lions. 
I'm still waiting mm-hmm. to watch four quarters from Zach Wilson. And the, and the fact is, is that Brees Hall has bailed him out now every week time being. So they've never had to rely on him for that. Now it's pretty mm-hmm. much all on his shoulders because James Robinson's going to contribute, Michael Carter. The run game's going to contribute. But dear God, man, I mean, the guy's got to start putting up really something at this point to make me feel confident from start to finish. I, don't, I can't wait until the third quarter for them to come up because what happens if they're down 21, down 21 points in the fourth quarter? He's going to come back and score three touchdowns? We have no idea if he can do that yet. And, I, and I'm going to say something yeah. else right now that I think and this is just a theory. I think Elijah Moore, personally, who should not be on that field because he has not apologized to this franchise. He has no business being on the field. He's been a disgrace. Ooh. I'm telling you something right now. Joe Douglas, in my opinion, is literally telling the league right now, we're going to put him on the field because we have no choice because Corey Davis, even though it is injury, we're going to put him on the field. If we're going to throw the ball to him, and we're going to make him seem like we love him. And I'll tell you right now and here, if there is a player they can get for the offensive line, they're going to trade him next week. I really believe it. Wow. Okay. So he's a guy you think yeah. the Jets could move, you know, before the deadline. 100%. There's no reason that Sauce would come out with a a tweet last week talking about selfishness. That doesn't just go away overnight. You, he's a young, I don't care about him being a young kid. You can tell instinctively this kid right now is about not seeing it as the National Football League. It's the not not forever league, which I understand Mm. I want to get paid. He wants to get paid. You know he wants to get paid. He has A.J. Brown in his ear, his best buddy, who he cried on national television after he got drafted, yada, yada, yada. That was crocodile, crocodile tears at this point. So he mm. clearly wants his money. He has no problem going to any team. So you know what? I would look around the league, especially at those teams that really want a receiver so he can get stats or whatever, and they're drafting high. I would take any high pick from him at this point because he is not – sold to be on this team if he cannot even go in the New York media and go up to the podium and say, you know what, I'm sorry for what I did. I, I, I yeah. think very hardly about that because I really don't understand how Jet fans could sit here and just say, well, everything's fine. You know what, that's not the culture we created here. Mm. Yeah, listen, I hear you. And I, and I had some of the same things to say initially. I thought it was extremely uh, you know, selfish of him to come out and say those things, especially when the New York Jets were winning at the time and we were really rolling and things were going well, and then all of a sudden he comes out with trade demands and requests. But uh, I saw him. We saw him in practice. He's dapping it up with Mike LaFleur. Mike LaFleur shut it down with the press. He's not, he doesn't want to talk about it anymore. They're ready to move forward. We're in need of offensive playmaker. We'll see if the Jets move him. I, again, they came out and said that trading him is not an option. If they wanted to move him, they could have moved him. <laughs> they said trading them's not an option, but we'll see what happens going forward. Like you said as well, there were definitely people within the team that made some kind of sub tweets about that situation, and you know, basically saying, "Hey, you, you're tripping, dog." Basically, you know. But so my next question for you, and I hear your take there. I want to talk to you just a little bit about this defense. We're facing Mac Jones this week against the Patriots. What are your thoughts about what our defense can do? Do you think our pass rusher will be able to get after him? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. If the game Monday night didn't show you the Patriots are vulnerable, now that uh, what is it, Andrews, the center's out. Listen, Dar- yep, Dante Carnecki is not on. Yeah, Dante Carnecki is not on this team anymore. That is the name that every Jet fan should be shouting at the Patriots because that <laughs> man who literally should be Tom. Br- no, listen, Tom Brady should literally. 
be putting him in a mansion. In, in his divorce settlement with the apartment he has in the city, that should go to Dante Scarnecchia. He has literally <laughs> made his career, completely made his mm-hmm. career. They don't have him anymore. And now they're down to yeah. some schmo on the offensive line. And Matt Patricia is their offensive coordinator. Like, can we not yeah. say that enough? I mean, this guy's a disgrace. This guy has no idea. And listen, I went to college in Boston. I have diehard Patriot friends, and they'll tell you wholeheartedly. The wins they have had so far this year against the Lions, they said it was a mirage. They know that Bill is trying. Bill is staying on this team right now. Uh, Bill staying on this team right now purely to get records. He wants to beat the record. It's nothing to do with winning a Super Bowl at this point. And another thing I'm going to point out to you, and this is something I've said on every single chat, and I'll say this to ESPN or anybody. Jock McDaniels leaving the Patriots, I thought, was the biggest loss of the entire offseason player coach down the board. It is clearly okay. showing you that this is the guy that they wanted or somehow should have been the replacement to Bill Belichick. And I'm telling you, yeah. after he had his meeting with the Colts and everything, look, I'm not going to rant too much. I, 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 I'll let you think about that for a second. But in my opinion right now, the, the Patriots are struggling between one quarterback and that quarterback, whatever. He wants to play musical chairs with quarterbacks. That's his choice. Who's their receiver? Mm-hmm. Jacoby, Jacoby yeah, that, Myers. That's a big question. The law firm looks yeah, Jacoby yeah. Myers, Devontae Parker. Yep, that, that's, that's been the big thing. But, again, and I've talked to people about this as well. I know, like you said, you, you have ties to that Boston area. I've always been a guy that says that has said about the Patriots, until it's over. I'm talking about until the final whistle, until it, I never count the Patriots out. I understand that there's issues there coaching. Like you said, Matt Patricia is the offensive guy now, and, They've got a whole thing going on. There's a lot of questions about their talent as well. You talked about their wide receiver core. I discussed it as well. I'm not scared with Jacoby Meyer, Devontae Parker. I know they're banged up as right now as well with Nelson Aguilar dealing with injuries. Like, they're they're not that scary. They do have some weapons here and there. Hunter Stevenson, I think they're back. This is a guy they run the football hard and heavy with. Hunter Smith or Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith are two big targets for them as well there at tight end. But I'll tell you what. We've got to go in there and take their hearts out. We've got to get after Mac Jones, and we've got to handle business. I understand the questions about them. I know people are questioning, you know, some of the guys that are still on staff. But this Patriot team, they're coached well, and they'll fight and go to the wall. Go ahead. I'll give you the final word. No, I was going to say, I mean, that was the next point I wanted to make is the offense, I think, is their defense I never rule out. This is Bill Belichick's defense, one way or another. Not Matt Patricia's. It was never even Romeo Mm -hmm. Cornell's for all those years. This has always been Bill Belichick's defense. So you know – that they're going to – he knows Zach Wilson well after a year. He's had two games. Mm-hmm. I don't care if he was a rookie. You know he'll always dissect the quarterbacks in this division without a doubt. There is no quarterback. Maybe Josh Allen could be the first we've seen in a while. He knows these AFC East quarterbacks very, very, very well. So I don't mm-hmm. the Patriots. Yeah. I don't pull them out at this point. So to kind of conclude yeah. the point of this call tonight, I guess you're asking for a score or whatever. Um, yeah, go ahead and what? give me a score, I, man. Give me your final score. Jets, Patriots, who do you think wins? Who do you think loses? How do you think it ends up, Jake? You know what? I I think I'm ready to say the Jets are going to win, but I think it's mm. going to be a much – I think it's going to be 17-9. Same thing like the other game, 17-9 Jets. Ooh, 17. Okay. You <laughs> Listen, Jake, I got to run. This is a phenomenal call from you, man. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right? 
Yep, listen, and one more thing. Uh, Zach Wilson better score those two touchdowns because I'm not expecting 100 <laughs> yards and zero touchdowns from him. I'm not expecting. All right, you have a good one, Jake. Listen, Jake calling in. We're going to keep getting to these lines. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Please, when you call in, make sure you have a good phone. Make sure the connection's good. I don't need to hear any echoes. Turn me down if I'm in your background. I know people enjoy watching me while, you know, we go through these calls, but please turn that down, all right, and also make sure that your background is clean and clear of, free, of noise. If I cannot hear you uh, and, and my audience cannot hear you, how are we going to understand your takes? All right, make sure you're not on a Sesame Street phone as well, okay? Put that phone away that you got from the dumpster behind Home Depot. Get me a good line. Get me a good phone so that I'll be able to hear you. And again, as always, there's no cursing on my show, all right? None at all. This is a family show, all right? You curse, I'll get you out of here fast. I'm talking fast, all right? Faster than we got Adam Gaze out of here. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Woo! I'm glad he's gone. Man, and Mike McCagney. One from Oh, man. What an awful general manager. Look at where we're at now. We're in such a better position, a better stance. Why? Because we have a general manager that knows what he's doing. We got a coach and Sulla and a staff and, you know, Mike LaFleur and Albridge and all these guys. We're focusing on the Patriots at this point. Can you imagine if those two clowns were still here? Oh, we'd be in some big trouble. We're about to get back to these lines again, 515 Six zero two nine six three nine is number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Next, I'm going to my guy Dwayne. We're going directly to Dwayne, Mike, Steve, six one four five one six. Hold on a second. We'll get to everybody. All right. Dwayne salutes to you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Listen, Dwayne, we're talking heavy. Jets make a trade for James Robinson after losing Vera Tucker and Hall to IR. Man, give me your thoughts about this situation. Did you like that the Jets made a trade for James Robinson? Can you hear me first first and foremost? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you good. Okay. Um, okay, this this is the thing about James Robinson. He doesn't replace Brees Hall. He can't. I'm mm. sorry. Mm-hmm. Brees Hall is a unicorn. He's the um what's the guy from the Giants? He's he's on that Saquon Barkley? Saquon. You're talking about Saquon Barkley? Okay. Yeah, Saquon. There's a few of them. Jonathan Taylor, there's a few of them. Where where it's just you let your quarterback be very uh, conservative. Your running back is a home run hitter. You know, he, and it's just safe home runs, home runs without turnovers. There's no better offense mm-hmm. than that. But mm-hmm. um, as far as what he can do as, I guess, like a good running back, I, it's good. I, I think he's along the lines of Michael Carter as, as far as skill. Of course, Michael Carter is one of the most elusive people in, in the NFL. But um, yeah. at least we'll get we'll move the chains, but we won't hit home runs mm-hmm. anymore. I'm sorry, not with our running back. You don't um, you don't think so? I I, I don't I, listen, Dwayne. And again, salute to you and thank you for calling in. Look, I understand losing Brees Hall is is a big deal. I'm not going to deny that he's a great back. I mean, already he's showing us the like you said the athletic ability, the home run hit. Before he went down, he had just ran for a sixty something yard touchdown, right? That was a big score for us, started it off. We've seen him run people over, run through people. All that stuff is great. But I think that we'll be okay because we still have solid backs. Michael Carter's a really good running back. <laughs> like, 
you watch him last season, and this was when we had an offensive line that was poop. Oh, it was terrible. It was terrible. And he was still the guy that we were handing the ball off to, and he was making plays. As a matter of fact, you go back to last season, he's the only guy that entire season that was a single 100-yard rusher. It was him. He was the only guy that was a single 100-yard rusher. I think he did it against Jacksonville. The only guy all last season. You go back and you watch the Bengals game last season, you want to know why we won it? Because of him. He literally did everything in that game. So I understand that Jets fans are upset that Brees Hall's went down. I'm upset, too. I'm a Jets fan, all right? I'm no different than anybody else. I'm, I'm, I don't like it either. But Michael Carter was making plays as well in that Broncos game when the ball was given, you know, put in his hands. It does, it, go back to that game. I think it was like a third and 25 or something like that after a bunch of dumb penalties that we had got. Guess who got us a first down on, like, third and 25? It was Michael Carter. He ran for 33 yards off of a catch. It was him. So it's like he still can make plays. It's not like our running game it should, our running game shouldn't completely fall off of a cliff. Of course, it's a different back, and he can move and do different things. But just because Brees went down, it doesn't mean we're dead offensively. You can still give it to Michael Carter and get it rolling. And, again, if you look at this system, in San Francisco, they have a myriad of running backs. We're running the same stuff that they do over there, the same running game, a lot of the same call, same scheme, everything. And that myriad of running backs that they have is successful every season, and they're near the top of the league in rushing every single season. And a lot of those guys are guys that you wouldn't know. So we should be able to hold the fort and be all right running the ball. I know James Robinson is not Brees Hall. I know Michael Carter, a lot of people, he's not Brees Hall. Yeah, but he's a good back. And I think we'll be all right. But go ahead, you know, what are your thoughts about that, Dwayne? I mean, do you think after, after hearing that, how do you feel? No, no, no. I, I, I definitely think we can move the chains with him. I think, I think there's one advantage that Michael Carter has over Brees Hall is I think Michael Carter can be a more dynamic wide receiver. I think you can cl- closely, not perfectly, but a little bit mirror a Debo Samuel type player with Michael Carter mm. if you really are creative enough. If you're really creative enough, yeah. Um, I think he yeah. has the, the a good enough size and his elusiveness. I bet you, I bet you, Michael Carter can run some routes against some linebackers. I'm almost sure. Mm-hmm. If you put him in the backfield and then, um, you know, uh, you know, you know, uh, kind of audible to get him out. You know, what I'm saying into the slot or something. I don't know. Yeah. The linebacker's gonna stop. Now, now, if it's zone, maybe it's different. Um, but one on one, man to man, no. Um, I really do want to talk about Zach and all the people who go hate ahead. Zach. And, That's where I was going next. Give me your thoughts, Zach. Listen, this is this has got to be a game where he's got to step up and be better than he was against the Broncos. Do you think that this is a rebound game for him? Will he he'll be able to get in rhythm and get settled in this game against the Patriots? Yes. Throughout throughout the off season, I, I hear things and something always sticks, and I always say that's interesting, and I let it go. And then when I see something in the future, I put two and two together. And this is what I gathered. Um, Michael Slur said earlier, I think during the offseason, he said something along the lines of, you know, our, our playbook was too expensive for a, um, a rookie. Like we, we just brought it down to the plays that he knows well, they can play well, mm-hmm. and simplify offense. I think what he also did was he simplified the offense, but he simplified Zach Wilson. I think he made Zach Wilson say, listen, just be conservative. Because remember, um, 
Fowler kind of said, like, something along the lines of, you know, uh, you ain't got to carry us. We're going to carry you. So I think mm-hmm. it would be a little conservative. Yep. You know, if it's not there, don't throw it. If it's not really there, don't throw it. Don't worry about it. We got the running game. And I think Brees going down, I think – I watched I watch a lot of tape. Listen, Zach is a rollout – Throw uh throw with confidence uh, without hesitation away from being a top ten quarterback. Wow! When he rolls out and he does the things he does, I, there's not many quarterbacks that are doing that. But then he kind of rolls out. He gets some space to throw the ball, and he he hesitates, and he doesn't want to throw to a spot because he's kind of analyzing. You know, my wide receiver is a little small. If I throw it here, he won't reach it. I say Zach. Do your job and don't worry about what your wide receivers can and can't do. There's a difference, and I see this, I've seen this many years with the Jets. The rookie comes in, he's a little conservative, he's a little scared, it has to be open, and then some veteran comes in and he's just tossing the ball and letting the wide receiver get the ball, right? And then we do good with that, that, that uh, veteran, and then maybe next year we go back to the, to the rookie then that's what made – I hate this this comparison, but that's kind of what made Eli good. Eli was like, listen, I'm going to throw this up. You want to catch it, you catch it. You don't want to catch it, you don't catch it. And I think <laughs> he should have a little confidence in his wide receivers. A little bit. Well, you don't got to be look, Eli Manning. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I, I'm not I'm – not, I'll say this. I watched that Broncos game, and I'm not he – was, he was just absolutely – he was off the spot. I understand he's got to be a rollout. He likes to roll out, chuck the football down the field. That's wonderful, right? But that's not what it calls for in this offense a lot. We saw Mike White have success in this offense, doing what? Standing, standing basically inside the pocket, getting the ball out of his hands quickly, getting into a back, getting into guys in space, and allowing them to make plays. That's what we saw. That's basically what this offense is, getting the ball to guys in space and allowing them to make plays. We're not asking you to roll out and do everything yourself. And even, again, you go back to that Broncos game, and I know that that's not the whole of Zach Wilson because you can go back to that Steelers game and see him literally win a game with his arm solely. And he was the guy that got us that win. And I talked about that, you know, at nauseum here. But when you go back and you see these other games where he's just overthrowing guys, he's missing guys that are wide open, he's making dumb throws like we saw against the Broncos late over the middle. That's crazy. When he's running around like a – like a chicken with his head cut off, not throwing the ball away when it should be gone. He Again, that, that fumble that they recovered, that they ran back for a touchdown that got overturned, that could have been a huge play. And it's because he's not protecting the ball. He's got to be smarter. That's all I'm saying. And, again, I know it's a bad game. I think he'll be able to rebound, but he's got to clean things up. We cannot see this, Zach, consistently. That was, that was bad. He's got to clean things up. He cannot consistently have games like this. But – Listen, Dwayne, this was a great call from you. Before I let you go, man, give me your final score for this game, Jets-Patriots. Who do you think wins? Who do you think loses? How do you think this game ends up? Damn, you put me in a tough situation. Uh, okay, so I'm going to go. Listen, because I don't, I, don't, I don't trust Bill Belichick. I don't trust that guy. He knows something. Yeah. He knows something. Yeah, 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 yeah. But off of last week's game, I'm pretty sure Mike LaFleur is a is a smart coach that he sees something and he puts a note. I think he knows something. I think his defense is going to be consistent, and I'm going to go 20 to 13, Jets. 20 to 13, Jets? All right, Dwayne, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs>
Listen, Dwayne, this has been a phenomenal call from you. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right, my friend? Yeah, I look forward to it, man. Great to hear from you, bro. Absolutely. Thank you. You have a good one. Again, we'll keep getting to these lines, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Again, please, when you call in, make sure that your background's good, okay? Make sure your phone's clean, good to go. Please give the stream a thumbs up no matter where you're watching me from, all right? And also subscribe if you have not subscribed. Hit that notification bell if you want to give to the stream. Super Chats there. Cash app is at the bottom of the screen if that's the way that you want to go. And please share the stream with your friends and family across the social media. I love connecting with people that way. Next, we're going to my guy, Mac. Mike, Steve, 516, we'll come to you next. Mac, salutes to you. All right, for those of you that do not know, Mac, he's a savage. Salutes to you, Mac. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Listen, Mac, we're delving in, man. We're talking Jets. Yo, how are you? We're discussing a lot. Salutes, man. I'm great. I'm great. It's good to hear from you. Give me your thoughts, man, about this Jets trade for James Robinson. How are you feeling about it? And uh, what are your expectations for him if they put him on the field against the Patriots? Hey, Joe. I mean, it's all good. I mean, I, I mean, we got a high-quality sub. Uh, what I really wanted to do uh, if you don't mind, just make a quick comment on Elijah Moore and then just yeah, go talk ahead. about this game and, and its significance. Um, well, yeah, I, I can't wait to see James Robinson play. He's not Brees Hall, but, but he's a player. Um, and, you know, it's going to give us an opportunity. You know, Zach's got to take the trading wheels off a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you. Now, I, I, I know you wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, after you touched on James Robinson, you wanted to talk a little bit about, Elijah Moore, listen, he's back. He's back, baby. <laughs> I know a lot of Jets fans have a lot of things to say, but he's back. He's going to be on the field this week. What are your expectations for him against the Patriots? Uh, I don't think we're going to go out of our way, but we're going to get him the ball. And, uh, I mean, he's a kid. He made a mistake. Uh, I'm sure the pack made him realize that. And, and, and if the pack's good with him, that pack of dogs, I'm good with it too. I'm moving on, man. Okay. No, listen, and I respect that. That's the exact same thing that Michael Floor talked about as well. Uh, media tried to, you know, have him go into it. He said, look, I'm keeping everything in-house. We're moving forward, and it is what it is. We saw him dapping it up with teammates. A lot of people have moved forward in the situation. Now, I want to talk to you a little bit about this Jets defense, man. We're facing Mac Jones this week. The pass rush, I think, is going to be active. Do you think we'll be able to get after Mac Jones? Uh, yeah, I think we will because we got the players to do so. But, you know, the biggest problem they got is, you know, their tight ends are pretty tough, but th- but they, their receivers aren't going to be able to give us a real problem back there with, with, our, yeah. with our defensive secondary. And yeah. what I really wanted to say, Joe, and wrap it up here so other guys can get on, is this is a really big time of change in the NFL. You know, you're seeing the end of the road for Brady. Uh, we're seeing the end of the road for uh, for Rodgers, and we 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 had a we had a contribution in 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 changing that up there. But mm-hmm. uh, I am so excited for this game, Joe, because we are going to go up there, and we are going no, we're, we're going to be on our home field. The crowd's going to be crazy, <laughs> and we are going to smash the Patriots. And I'm telling you. You know, that, that Monday night game was a disaster for them. This is going to send that whole franchise and fan base 
into absolute panic because we are we are we're going to do a number on them. Thanks for checking my call, Joe. Oh, give me give me give me give me your final score prediction before I let you go. I'm going 31-13, Joe. Ooh, 31-13. Yes, yes let's. Go. I want to thank Mac for calling in. We're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Next, I'm going to my guy, Steve. Man, I got to go to Steve. This guy knows what he's talking about when it comes to this New York Jets football team. Salute to you, Steve. I want to thank you for calling in, man. Steve, listen, we're talking Jets right now. We're talking Jets. We're talking this upcoming game against the Patriots. Give me your thoughts about Zach Wilson in this football game, and what are your expectations for him? Do you think he'll be able to bounce back from the way that he looked against the Broncos, Steve? Going once, going twice, Steve? All right, we'll put Steve back on hold. We'll come right back to you, Steve. thought he was going to give us some takes, man. We'll come back to you in a second. We'll keep getting to these lines, 515 is number. Call in, but before we get to these lines, all right, salutes to my guy, Curvin Ledger, with the big, 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 big donation. I said salutes to my guy, Curvin Ledger, with the big, 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 big donation, man. Curvin says if Zach cleans up the easy passes, the five-yard passes, he's saying things will go well if Zach can hit those passes and get it rolling. Yeah. You know, hitting his back, coming out the backfield, easy stuff, simple stuff. Things will things will do will do fine offensively. I think we'll do fine offensively. I absolutely agree with Curvin there. You know, you hit those backs coming out the backfield, guys in space. Again, we saw Michael Carter get a big gain last week off of that. So that was a big uh, a big deal there. Salutes to, for the take from Curvin again with the big 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 donation. <laughs> Again, thank you for giving to the platform. Now, we'll get back to these lines again, 515 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Please give the stream a thumbs up if you have not already. Please subscribe if you have not subscribed and hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know, all right? Next, we're going to my guy, Mike from Bayshore. For those of you, man, that do not know, this guy, Mike, Oh, Mike is a savage as well. Mike, give us your takes. Jets, Patriots, how are you feeling, buddy? Yo, how you doing, man? Tell me suckers to get them damn hands off of me. What did I tell you about that green bacon? Tell me suckers to get them damn hands off me, Mike. Don't get Listen, Mike, you are on fire me, right man. now. Bro. I told you, you man. are on fire. I told you. I hear you. You are on fire. Get off me, man. Get yes. off me, man. I told you don't yep. touch me, man. Get your damn hands off me, man. And Listen, man. Listen. Give, me, give me your thoughts. Jets, Patriots, your final score prediction. Who do you think wins? Who do you think loses? How do you think it ends up? I am, uh, let me tell you right now, it's going to end up 17-10 just all the way. And let me tell you one thing, all these haters, all these haters about Zach Wilson. Okay, 
All these haters, listen, he is not Josh Allen. He is not Mahomes. You got to put on the brakes. Remember how the struggle happened. For jo- mm. The same thing with Josh Allen. The same thing with Mahomes. Okay? The same thing with Aaron Rodgers. You guys got to put on brakes. You want now. I don't care mm. if there's a wishbone out in the backfield. If you win the game, who gives a damn? Right here, mm. right now, let's go just Haters, sit on the left. We'll be on the right. Move on. I'm done. Out. Oh. Mike bringing the fire. Bringing the fire. Salute to him. You heard what he said. That's Mike from Bakeshore. Mike from Bakeshore. You keep your hands off of him. And he don't wear no collar shirt and no flip-flops as well. He'll tell you that too. It's that Bakeshore boy. You know what I mean? We're going to get back to the lines again. 515. 5-1-5. 602-9639-515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Salute to Steel Stone. He says it's not hate on Zach. It's observation. I respect your take as well. All right? We're going to get back to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers, man. It's a hot night. All right? We're going to go back to Steve. Hopefully, Steve has got his phone together. You know, I want to hear from Steve tonight. Five one. All the other callers will come to you in a second as well. But we're going to go to Steve, all right? Steve, we're coming back to you. Okay, Steve, hopefully your phone's good to go. Salutes to you, Steve. I hope everything's going well with you tonight. How are you doing, man? Steve. 908. All right, Steve. I guess we. I guess Steve still having some issues with his phone there. I don't know what's going on with Steve. Going once, going twice. Steve, are you there? Can you give us something? Give us some takes. Come on, Steve. All right, Steve is still dealing with a phone that he found in the back of Walmart. All right, Steve. Hopefully, you'll figure it out. Okay, I want to hear from you. But if you're calling me from the back of a Sega Genesis. I'm not going to be able to hear you, all right? So we'll get back to these lines again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639 number. Call in. We're taking all callers, all right? Mike provided us with some fire. We're going to go back to 516. 516, we're coming directly to you. Want to get your thoughts, clean up your background, all right? We're coming directly to 516. Five one six. You're looking like a new caller. Yeah, I can hear you. Give me your name, where you're from, and give me your thoughts about the New York Jets trading for James Robinson. How do you feel about it? Yeah, my, yep. My name is Rashawn. I'm a New Yorker. You maybe you could tell from the area code. Yeah. So James Robinson, um, yeah. low risk, high reward kind of deal. It's the benefit is that you can ease Brees Hall into next year because most likely for the first like couple of games he's probably still not going to be 100. percent So just you can have uh, James Robinson as your workhorse up until then. And mm-hmm. you only give us a, a six-rounder that turns into a conditional fifth-rounder, so that's pretty much nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a brilliant move, like you said. Uh, low risk, high reward. This guy, and, and he's got some talent. He's really got some talent. I know he got, kind of got lost in the mix there for Jacksonville, and they decided to move on. Again, they've invested in Travis Etienne, so 
getting him. Again, we lost Brees. He's going to be able to come in. And I don't know how much of a role he's going to have in the first game, but, hey, it is what it is. He's coming in here. He's going to be able to add and really help us there at running back now. There's also some question marks about our tackle position going forward. There's a lot of people that want to see us trade for a tackle. Are you in agreement with that? Are you a guy that wants to see Jack Conklin or Laramie Tunzel brought in here? Um, no. One, Jack Conklin, he's had an expensive injury history. So the last thing they need is another old tackle with an injury you know, problem. And Laramie Tunzel, yeah. he's already off the trade market because the general manager, he's going to draft his quarterback of the future next year. And they're going to need a guy like Laramie Tunzel to protect them. So yeah. the best bet is, like, if you go on Tankathon, they have a couple of guys there, like Jalen Duncan or Zion Nelson, that they can get. Probably the better bet is to draft a tackle next year with your first-round pick. And then hopefully with Makai, you know, you know they, he's probably got one more crack at it. So maybe he's more motivated to stay in shape. I mean, I, know, I heard he had a kid. So maybe he's thinking, you know, let me – be at my best next year so I can get, like, a decent mm-hmm. extension. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens going forward with that situation. There's a lot of Jets fans. I hear you, you know, you're not interested in taking either one of those guys as well. I've talked to a lot of people that have kind of said things along the same lines as far as not wanting to give up capital because they feel like Joe Douglas can go into the draft and really fix a lot of the issues that we have along our offensive line that way. Now, coming into this game, I look at this Jets-Patriots matchup, and it's a, it's one that we definitely are looking forward to. A lot of people talking about how they beat us last season. I think it was uh, 50, 54 to 13, something like that. You're hearing that constantly being pushed out. And uh, we got a guy that's coming back on this field that I think can definitely help us with his playmaking ability. He was just complaining about not getting enough snaps or not getting enough targets. Uh, wanted a trade, wanted out of here, made a big fuss. Didn't happen. Now he's back on the field with us a lot more. What are your expectations of him going into this football game against the Patriots? Do you think that he'll definitely be a big part of the offensive game plan? Absolutely. So Michael Floor, he moved Garrett Wilson to the outside and Elijah in the slot. So why does he do that? Probably to get him some easy ones, some crossers, to make him feel like, hey, I'm really being involved in the offense now. So mm-hmm. in terms of will he have a big game, probably not, not this week but maybe the game after against Buffalo where, you know, Josh Allen's going to air it out, so they're going to have to play, you know, they're going to have to match him, so they'll be throwing a lot more next week. But, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. this is, they're obviously not going to trade him because you're not going to get good value back on him. He's a second-round pick that could have been a first-rounder. His cap hit is really low. But now, you know, yep. he's got a chance to really shine. Now, if he struggles, that'll just make him and his agent look very dumb. And so he's got to really put his foot forward, you know, uh, forget the past. I don't even think the teammates really care because, you know, he's, he's a young rookie. He had a relapse, but now he's got to get his head in the game. Yeah. What are your expectations of Zach Wilson? Do you think he'll be able to rebound off that bad game he had against the Broncos and this game against the Patriots? No, he's not the answer. He's six. He's wow. Six two, but he has a stature of like 5'11". The way he moves, it's not very athletic. Like, like you watch when Mahomes moves out of the pocket, like he looks very athletic. And Zach, he has a and that's you know doing it quickly. You don't think Zach is athletic? Running. You he don't is, think Zach looks athletic really when he gets outside the ball, outside the pocket? Not, not as much as he should be. Wow. I mean, okay. he is athletic, but not 
he doesn't blow you away in terms of that. When he came back out of Joe Flacco, when Joe Flacco got benched, the expectation is like he can move a little bit better, so that should open up the play calling. But it's not like he's Lamar Jackson that can run with the ball. Of course not. But yeah, yeah. Of, of course not. That that but that type of athleticism, especially at the quarterback position, is like not not a lot of people have that. But Zach Wilson, once he gets outside that pocket, he is a guy that likes to do that. Get outside the pocket and let it rip. But he, like you said as well, he's got to be more careful with the ball. Um, you look at the game last week, and you could clearly see he was really erratic in that game, was not going to settle. I'm hoping to see him get some easy throws early, get into a rhythm, and settle in this football game. And I think a big part of that is our running game being effective as well. Again, we lost Brees Hall, but Michael Carter, Ty Johnson, we'll see what happens with James Robinson. Hopefully that'll help. He'll settle and then really get rolling because I think our, our wide receiver core is definitely going to have some opportunities against some of these uh, Patriots secondary because we're banged up, or they're banged up, excuse me, in their secondary a little bit. But going to the defensive side of the ball, we're facing Mac Jones. This is a guy that was benched against the Bears. Do you think our pass rush will be able to get after him? I think it's possible, but this pass rush, Carl Lawson leads the league in pressures. Uh, he's, uh, he's like mm-hmm. top five. John Franklin Myers is solid, and obviously Quinton Williams. So I would like them to get more sacks. You know, pressures are nice, but take down Mac Jones. And he's not mobile. So I think yeah. the game plan from the Patriots side is going to be they got Stevenson back. They're going to do a lot of the zone, zone runs and stuff. So because mm-hmm. Mac Jones just got some injury. So do you want to want him to go 25 times, 30, 35 times? No, you don't. So you got to really shut down that run game, plug in those gaps, make Mac Jones throw it. And he, he has a limited arm. He's always been known to have a limited arm. They're going to... You know, they're going to uh, try to attack the linebackers. Belichick is not going to attack Sauce Gardner or DJ Reed. Those guys are just too good. He's going to try to he run heavy. So you have to shut down the run. You have to make Mac Jones win it. And hopefully the crowd is loud and they can get a defensive touchdown. Because I'm thinking it's going to be like a 2013 game. Zach throws one touchdown, maybe one defensive touchdown, two, two or three field goals. That's probably all they really need. Yeah. So give me your final score prediction again. Uh, for my final question for you, what was your score prediction for the game? Yeah, as a guy uh, a couple calls ago, he said the same thing. It's going to be 20 to 13. 20 to 13 Jets? Yes. Right, that's what I'm saying. Listen, Sean, this was a phenomenal call from you, man. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right? Uh, that'd be great. Thank you. Absolutely. You have a good one. Listen to Sean calling in. New caller salutes to him. We're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Next, I'm going to my guy, Kevin. Kevin's calling in. Mr. 405. Let's have this discussion. Listen, salute hey, to you, Kevin. Hey, man. Wanna... How you doing? What's going on, man? It's good to hear from you. Listen. Jets make a trade after losing Brees Hall and Vera Tucker. How are you feeling about James Robinson being brought into the fold for a six-round pick? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I had never really heard of James Robinson until my son told me to check him out on YouTube, and I like what I saw. But here's my opinion about that trade. In my opinion, by the Jets making this trade, this is a vote of confidence by Joe Douglas in the Jets locker room. Let me me clarify. Mm Mm-hmm. If the Jets go ahead, are two yeah. and five or, or one and six, Joe Douglas doesn't make this trade. But at five yeah. and two, what Joe Douglas is saying, I understand you lost Brees Hall. 
I understand you lost Elijah Vera Tucker. I understand that you lost Makai Beckton at the start of the season. You know, injuries are a part of the game. And now we lost Corey Davis for this game as well. But despite all that, I really believe in my heart that you guys, Sauce Gardner, Mosley, Zach Wilson, the rest of the team, you guys have what it takes to make the playoffs this season. I'm not talking about 2023, Mm. 2024. This is why I brought in James Robinson. To let you guys know, yes, you guys have had adversity. You guys have overcome that adversity. We're bringing this young man in to try to fill that void left by Brees Hall and also to uh, pair up with Michael Carter. And in my opinion, Joe Douglas is really believing that this team can make a playoff push this year. Now, I know there's not a mandate for that, but the way Joe – with that, that trade means to me – Joe Douglas is really serious about seeing this team make the playoffs this season. And I'm not talking about winning yeah. playoff games or anything like that. I'm talking about getting to the playoffs, ending that playoff okay. drop. And I think Robert Sala is on that same page. These guys have the character. Because it takes, you know, you look, you've got skill and all that, but a lot of it has to do with character. The Cleveland game was one on character. The Pittsburgh game was one on character. And so Joe Douglas is looking at the team and, and the guys like DJ Reed and the leaders like saying, these guys have the characters to make a push to the playoffs. And I, and I really believe that they are going to beat the Patriots, and they're going to they're gonna go to the playoffs this year. I have no question. That Yo, hold, will on, make the now, now hold on. Okay, and listen, I, yeah. I hear you, Kevin. We'll, 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 uh, there's games to come, and we'll be discussing that, but I, I hear a lot of people talk about it as well for the Jets. They, they think that the Jets are a team that can definitely make the playoffs this year some, you know, somehow, some way. But – there's also a question mark, again, along our offensive line. Now, there's people that want to see Joe Douglas make a trade to bring in a tackle. Are you in agreement with that? Do you want to see us go after somebody like a Jack Conklin yes. or Laramie Tunzel uh, in the trade market? Yes. Uh, you can never have too really? much depth okay. in the offensive line. Never. You can't have too much depth. Okay. Number one. Number two, you win games in the trenches. You win games with the offensive line, and you win games with the defensive line on the defensive side of the ball. If the offensive line doesn't block, I don't care if you got Tom Brady or Joe Montana as the quarterback and your running back is Walter Payton or Barry Sanders, you're not going anywhere. Okay? Mm. Same thing on the defensive so, side of the so ball. When you're if looking, the defensive line doesn't dominate, you're not going to yeah. do anything. Yeah, no, listen, I hear you. So are you a guy that wants to see Laramie Tunzel brought in or Jack Conklin, or is there somebody else that you have in mind that, that you would like to see the New York Jets possibly, you know, take a, take a shout-out to bring into the building? Uh, I'm more inclined with Jack with a Conklin because I don't think he's going to cost us a first round pick. I think Tumso will. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And again, Jack Conklin's the guy that threw right there at that right tackle spot. I've had a lot of discussions Correct. with people and a lot of people talking about him as well too. And like you said, I, I don't think we'll have to give up a first round pick for him. It'll probably be maybe a second, maybe a third to, to bring him into the building. So I, I hear your take Correct. and I respect it. I've also talked to other people as well saying that they don't want to have nothing to do with that. And it just, move forward and see, you know, when Fant comes back, see what kind of shape he's in because he may be out uh, maybe two, maybe three more weeks and seeing what seeing what, what he has to bring to the table and arrive at him or Max Mitchell. We'll see when Max Mitchell's going to be able to come back as well. But, yeah, yeah I respect your take there. He's been surprising. Now. He's been surprising as a rookie. He's done pretty yeah, well. Yeah, man, so Max, before, before that, be, yeah, before the injury, like you said, Max Mitchell was very, very surprising. He really played Absolutely. pretty solidly with us as well. So now when you look at this situation here, Kevin <laughs> – we talk about making the playoffs. We're talking about doing all that. We're going game for game here. 
We're playing against these Patriots. Zach Wilson's got to be a big part of that. Do you think that Zach Wilson is going to be able to bounce back against the the Patriots and kind of what waft off the stink of, you know, how he played against the Broncos? Do you think he'll be better in this game against the Broncos? Will he be able to settle and really get going instead of being erratic and very, uh, you know, kind of crazy the way he played in that last game? Yes, I do. I think LaFleur is going to make plays that are going to be in Zach's comfort zone. Also, quite frankly, because of the two kind of stinkers, so to speak, that he's played, he doesn't have much of a choice, okay? Because if he throws for like 70 yards and the Jets still win, you know the New York media is going to eat him alive. So he cannot afford – I'm not saying he needs to throw for 500 yards or anything like that. But as long as he Mm -hmm. doesn't throw interceptions and he, you know, doesn't have that gunslinger mentality – and just stays within himself and lets the and he lets the playmakers make plays for him. I, I think he'll be mm-hmm. okay. But uh, he needs yeah. to throw for at least two hundred yards just to get just even really to get the media <laughs> off his back. Two hundred three hundred yard game. Everybody will get off yeah. his back. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Couple of said, yeah, well, you know, uh, yeah, just be cool. Hey, you better throw for two hundred yards, or I'm gonna get you out of here. <laughs> Look, I respect yes. the cam. I respect it. Now, <laughs> when you talk about guys that you know wanted to to be out of here, Elijah Moore was definitely one of those guys. Again, with the trade uh, demands and all the stuff that was going on, a lot of disruption. You know, was was, was kind of brought our way with him. Uh, now everything's kind of you know water under the bridge. He's going to be back this week. What are your expectations? for Elijah Moore against the, Bron- against the Patriots, excuse me? Uh, I, I think, especially with the injury to Corey Davis, I think he's going to – I think I'm going to go – I'm going to give him five to seven catches, and I'm going to – I think he's going to get 100 yards. Mm, 100 yards okay. And probably a touchdown. Oh. Um, yeah. I understand yeah. – you know, I, I understand – unlike a lot of people, I understand where he's coming from. He might have gone about it the wrong way, but even mm-hmm. I – in the midst of this winning streak, are like, man, we need to get Elijah Moore more involved. Give him, you know, get him, get him, kind of get him going. Um, yeah. So now with the injury to Corey Davis, this is his chance. So he needs yep. to make, he needs yep. to make the most of it. He needs to stand on the yep. front lines and say, hey, I- I'm here, and he needs to make it yeah. happen. So it's on him now. Yeah, exactly. And, and like you said as well, I, I remember talking about that too, getting the ball in Elijah's hands, uh, Elijah Moore's hands. More often, but like you said, the way he went about it for me was was ridiculous. Especially again when you look at how the New York Jets was playing, the synergy. Everybody's excited. We're winning, even though you know Correct. there was things that we could have done better. And but I tell you what, our special teams are making plays. Our defense is making plays. We're finding ways to win. Zach's winning in the clutch against the Steelers. He just finds a way. Like everything's just going well. And there's other guys sacrificing as well. C.J. Uzama coming off of a great, you know, one of his best receiving years in his career last season. And up until, you know, when Elijah Moore started complaining, I think at that point he had only had five catches for like 30-something yards. It's like, come on, man, everybody's sacrificing. You got guys that are blocking that usually should be going out for routes and passing. It's because we have issues in protection. Everything's about giving to the team. And I felt, and a lot of other Jets fans as as well felt, that he wasn't, you know, he should have just gave to the team and kind of just be quiet and just let the numbers come. We're going to get you the ball, dog. You're going to be the focal point of the offense at some point. You know what I'm saying? Correct. I, I, I would have uh, – don't get me wrong. I'm not completely unsympathetic to what he's talking about. Uh, and if there's mm-hmm. been a situation where we're in, like, in week 16 and he's not getting the ball, then I, I'd be more sympathetic. But, bro, it's week six. You're not even halfway through yeah. the season. Let, at yeah. some point, the running game is not going to be able to get going, and you're going to get the ball. You're going to get the ball thrown to you, and then you can show the world what you can do. 
but you don't have the same yeah. clout as, let's say, Debo Samuel or, or somebody like that or, or an Odell Beckham, you know, people that have actually done something. I can understand that. Mm-hmm. Point, but you're your second year, dude. Come on now. Yeah. No, yeah, I hear you now. But at the same my time, final I, question I, I understand where he's coming from because he wants to be – he doesn't want to be, uh, you know, kind of an outsider in the middle of a success. So, so I, no, I, 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 I understand that. where he's coming from. But like you said, he went about it the wrong way. Yeah, and I mean, a, I, like I said, I, I, much, yeah, I, 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 I was I, the I wrong that. way. It was the wrong. The timing was so wrong. The timing was really wrong. Yeah, well, it, it was the no. Honestly, it's the wrong way in the wrong time because that kind of stuff you keep in house. You just keep that in house. You want to complain? You want to go off? Like, well, don't go off on you know because there was a there, there's a. It depends on who you ask, but a lot of people said he blowed. He you know went off on the coaching staff and all that stuff. They sent him home for the day, but. That's stuff you keep in-house. There's a lot of guys that want the football in their hands. You know, a lot of these wide receivers that are playmakers, of course, they go to their offensive coordinators and they request, they say, hey, listen, I want to help the team. I know I can do it. Give me the football in my hands. There's a certain way you go about it. You don't it. think Denzel Mims wants uh, the ball? He sure does. I was just, yeah, he does. He wants the ball. But guess what? When they put him back out on the field, he just went there and did his thing professionally. And that was it. And we've seen, yeah. him, again, he's a guy that requested a trade earlier, too. But when they when asked him to go out there and do his thing, he did. So it's like, look, the team's winning. Everything's looking good. Just be part of the team right now because there's other guys sacrificing. You're going to get the ball. Listen, Elijah Moore mm-hmm. last season when we were losing and getting our butts kicked, he was getting the ball. We were getting blown out against the, against the Dolphins. He was getting the ball. Like, so look, there's different times. Everything's moving and shaking right now. Just be a part of the team. Dog, we're going to get you the ball. We drafted you in the second round. <laughs> that was my thing. But – I get in these callers, Kevin. I got to slide off. Before I let you go, give me your final score prediction, man. Who do you think wins? Who do you think loses? How do you think this game ends up against the Patriots? I think the defense really suffocates Matt Jones. I think the offense gets going on, on the Jets' side of the ball. Uh, I can see Zach throwing for two TDs, and, and I see a defensive touchdown. I'm going to go New York Jets 30, New England Patriots 14. New England Patriots, they're Ooh. wounded after that beating the Bears game. They're wounded. Yeah, let's, oh. You're taking the Jets big there, Kevin. I like that. I like that. Listen, Kevin, yes, I got other callers. Very calm. I got to slide off. You have yourself a good night, all right? All right, you my man. You too, my man. Bye-bye. All right. Yeah. Listen, Kevin calling in with these takes. We'll keep getting to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 number. Call in. All right. Next. I'm going to my guy, Colin. Colin, we're coming directly to you. Get some quick takes from him. Salutes to you, Colin. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. It's always phenomenal to speak to you. Listen, Colin, we got the Jets-Patriots game coming up. Give me your thoughts on, you know, Corey Davis is out. Elijah Moore is getting back on, out on this field. Are you expecting Elijah Moore to have a big impact this week coming up against these Patriots, man? Oh, hey, good evening, Joe. Savage, Salute, what's man. going on? Um, yeah, you know, before I actually answer that question, um, Joe, so the whole thing with Elijah Moore, like, I kind of try to, like, put myself in his shoes where, and I think we had talked about this when, 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 we, when we drafted and we drafted um, Garrett Wilson on the 10th pick. I, mm-hmm. I seriously think that, kind of put a sour taste in Elijah Moore because, you know, he, he wanted to be that number one guy. Um, and the minute we drafted Garrett Wilson, he kind of like 
took a, a back door to him per se. Um, you know, he probably became the second receiver or probably the third receiver at that point. Um, mm. So, and then, and then when he, when he wasn't getting the ball, I think that even, you know, like they say, you know, you add fuel to the fire. So I think that's, you know, the way he kind of like lashed out at the team. Um, yeah, but he, here's know, my it, thing. It, and I hear what you're saying, Colin, but if you look at the targets, yeah. he's only, he's only at, at this, at that point when he was complaining about wanting to be traded and not being as part, much a part of the offense as he felt like he needed to be, he was only four targets away from being the number two wide receiver as far as targets. He was only, it was only four targets that separated him from the second most targeted wide receiver in our offense. Only four. Just because he's in a slot yeah. doesn't mean he's not going to be active. He's, he was extremely active in our, in our offense last year because and he was in the slot. He was being yeah, moved around I mean, the same way he was this season. I, I just think that when you look at the situation, he, need, he needed to look at the situation and see we were running the foot. We're running the football wildly, like wildly successfully, especially compared to what we were doing last season. Last season, we didn't run the ball well. This is a run-first offense. We're now running the ball well. So, yeah, you're not going to get all the looks that you were getting last season, but he's still very much a part of this offense. And there's other guys sacrificing. So if other guys are sacrificing, we're winning. The running game is working. We're playing well defensively. Our special teams is making plays. Why not just be part of the team? Just be part of the yeah, team. That, only week six. Not week 16, Colin. Yeah, that's that's the only part I, I didn't um, agree to because, you know, if – if you're winning, you're winning. You know, if if you were losing, and and you weren't part of the offense, then I can understand like you know the rebuttal. But you know, you're you're winning. I don't care how we win. You know, we we mm-hmm. can we can just score defensive touchdowns and special team touchdowns, and I'll take the win. You know, a win yeah. is a win at yeah. the end of the day. Um. So yeah, but I I I think it kind of you know it's not. I think it's probably something more from from all the way from the draft. I think I think that's what it stemmed from. Um mm-hmm. but listen, you know, he he's back in the building, you know, um I think we've we've all been there at some point in our own jobs where we were unhappy. <laughs> maybe someone else got promoted, you know. <laughs> maybe you you felt Pay you, you felt you Call the hater. got Pay more attention. money. Right? <laughs> Colin's a hater. Pay attention. Pay attention, everybody. I am. Colin is a hater. He's letting you know right now. You work with Colin. He said he is. Colin's a hater. <laughs> Colin's a hater. He's hating. Colin is a hater. Hey. We just were live uh, on the Long Beach Joe Show. We just got Colin is a hater. Go ahead, Colin. Hate on, player. Hate on. Uh, uh, Hate on. Go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll check the chat later and see how the savages go. <laughs> ripping me up for this one. Um, but, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, you know, there's hitters. There's going to be hitters, right? Um, just like I hate the Patriots, you know. <laughs> there's there's going to be haters. Um, yeah. No, listen, so, listen. And, and yeah, I, I, think, I, think, I, I, think, I think he should have a good game. I think he's going to have a good game because, truthfully, between Garrett Wilson and him, you know, yeah. maybe um, – those two guys should share the load, and you know, we still got to get these tight ends involved, right? I still feel yep. like we're not 
Zach Wilson don't need to throw the ball 30 yards on the field. 10 yards is good yeah. enough to these big tight ends and just keep moving the chains. Um, mm-hmm. But to, to beat the Patriots, you know, they, they're going to have to play some really smart football. Um, yeah. You know, as much as, as much as the Bears beat them up last week, you know, Bel- Belichick is a very good coach. Um, yeah. I don't like him. I don't like the Patriots, but he's a good coach. And I remember, I think it was last year, they, they played Buffalo, the Patriots, and they, they ran, and I think it was in Buffalo, they, they ran the ball all over Buffalo, and they beat them. Yeah. And I think they split, I think they split last year. So this, this, is, this is, the advantage we have is it's a home game for us, and mm-hmm. this, this is a young team. A lot of these guys don't know anything about Belichick. We got a lot of young players this year, a lot of players from, you know, different a different team this year. So, you know, these guys just got to play like they've been playing every week. Um, yeah, and, and we, we've got to listen. Yeah, you know, I, I want to see us get a W here as well. And I know we got a lot of young guys. And like you said as well, you know, it, it, it's going to be our time. We got to go in there and take over. We just got to watch it because, again, Bilitech knows our offensive line has some issues. I know he's going to bring pressure. Zach has got to be better than he was last week. He's really got to step in, settle early. And, I, I, again, our coaching staff is going to be tested in this game as well. You know, you're going up against one of the best coaches, probably, you know, some yeah. people consider him the best coach ever in the game, ever, in Bilitech, but he yeah. clearly is one of the top guys to ever be in the um, NFL. But, listen, Colin, I'm getting short on time, man. I want to get your yeah, final yeah, take yeah, on this. Yeah. Give me your final score prediction, man. Get Jets, Patriots, who do you think wins? Who do you think loses? How do you think this game ends up, man? Yeah, just just for sure with with the win, um, okay. but I don't think it's going to be a high scoring game. I, I think it's going to be maybe twenty three seventeen Jets. Twenty three seventeen. All right. Let's... Listen, Colin. I want to thank you for calling in, man. You have yourself a good night. All right. Yeah. Take care, Joe. Good night. All right, you have a good one. Listen, Colin hating. <laughs> Colin said, I'm a hater. You know what I'm saying? You get something I want, I'm a hater. I, you know, I respect it. So, listen, we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show. Woo! I'm going to quickly give you guys uh, my <laughs> game prediction here for Jets-Patriots. Man, this is going to be a crazy game. Again, I, I'm concerned about our offensive line going into this game. Uh, Judon and Bentley, those guys get after it. And, again, this guy, Wise Jr., is definitely – been a guy that's been moving and shaking for them as well in the pass rushing department, getting after quarterbacks. I'm hoping we can protect Zach. I think that Zach is going to kind of settle in this game a bit. And I think that our running game is going to be a bit better than a lot of people think. Uh, defensively, um, or actually offensively, I think Elijah Moore is going to have an impact in this game. He's hungry. I know he's going to try to come back and really, you know, quiet everybody about the trade demands and all this other stuff because I think he's going to be a big part of the offense. I think he's going to get targets. They're probably going to give him the ball in some sweeps as well. And, again, I think Garrett Wilson is definitely going to have, uh, you know, some be a big part of the game plan as well. He's going to have some target on targets on his hands too. Um, again, I think this past secondary is a bit beat up with, you know, Jonathan Jones and Duggard and all those guys dealing with injuries or being out or dealing with injuries, uh, being questionable. Defense, we've got to get after Mac Jones, get in this guy's face, blast him. I'm talking about put hands on this guy early and often. And we got to stop Stevenson. That kid's a big back, and man, 
You do not want to deal with the Patriots running game. They start running the football hard and heavy on us. We're going to be on. A, we're going to have a lot of issues on our hands, but I think we'll be able to stop it. Quinton Williams, Rankins up front. I think we'll really get after it. I'm not concerned about their wide receiver core, Myers or Parkers. I think Sauce and Reed shut those guys down, but we got to find a way to get their tight ends under control. You know, again, Hunter Henry, John U. Smith, Whitehead, Joiner, C.J. Mosley, Quan Alexander. That's going to be. That's going to be their task, man. That's going to be their task. But when it's all is said and done, again, you know, we've seen this Patriot team struggle, but I think the New York Jets win 20 to 17. 20 to 17, I am taking the New York Jets. Now, I'm going to go ahead and close out the show. Listen, I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on Twitter as well, at The Long Beach Joe. At The Long Beach Joe is a show page. You want to contact me personally. It's at YoungJ000. Again, YoungJ000. Go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back. You want to troll me? No issues. I'm the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times. Sucks that he's on IR. Sucks, but we'll be all right. All right? He's going to come back, you know, next season and dominate. All right? So I'll still hold it down, you know, SC, fight on. When he was playing, clearly, these guys moving all over the place. Left guard, right guard, left tackle. Right tackle. Only thing he didn't play was center, you know. So come on down there, and uh, I'll be trolling. If you want to troll me? I'm also on YouTube as well, Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Subscribe, hit that notification bell, give my videos a thumbs up if you want to troll me. No issues, all right? Get in those comments, and I'll troll you right back. And as always, people, when you see me in person, all right, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone, free hugs for everyone. The hugs will cost you absolutely nothing, no matter what anybody tells you. The host will always remain free. <laughs> I want to thank you folks for listening. I want to thank you folks for calling in. Without you people, I'm absolutely nothing. Thank you for watching, listening, and calling in. You folks are the absolute best. You folks have a good one. Peace. Yeah.